When it's game on, it's time for Shakey's Pizza, Chicken, and Mojo's. The triple play of flavor. With meal deal packages to feed any size group, everyone loves Shakey's classic thin crust pizza, golden fried chicken, and crispy mojo potatoes. Get it to go at Shakey's.com or watch the game at your local Shakey's with an ice cold pitcher of beer, piping hot pizza, and a mountain of mojos. Share the good times at Shakey's today. Medi-Cal renewals are happening now. All members' eligibility is reviewed once annually, and everyone's renewal date is different. You can check your renewal month in your online benefitscal.com account. If your current address, email, or phone number have changed, please update your information with your local county office. If you get a renewal form in the mail in a yellow envelope, you must complete it to keep your Medi-Cal. If you don't, you will lose your coverage. Visit lacare.org for more information. That's lacare.org. We are live at Camelback Ranch in Glendale, Arizona. Hope you're staying warm out there in Los Angeles as uh, the temperatures are dropping out there as they were here in Arizona. It was uh, about 20-mile gusts all day today and into the night here in Glendale, Arizona. The temperatures have been in the low 50s since the early morning, and uh, it's felt like the 40s with the wind chill factor as well. But the Dodgers were out working out. They did not let the cold weather stop them from getting their work done. We'll fill you in on everything they did this afternoon. And also coming up at 7.15, you'll hear... From new Dodgers shortstop, Gavin Lux, going back home to his position. We'll hear from Lux for the first time this offseason and spring training on his thoughts on finally getting the opportunity to be the Dodgers' everyday shortstop. That was the position he played in the minor leagues. That was the position that ascended him into, you know, everybody's consciousness as far as top prospect goes so he finally gets the chance to play every day at shortstop and we'll get his thoughts on that opportunity at 7:15. at the bottom of the hour we'll hear from jerry harrison jr from sportsnet la we were together on monday night on access sportsnet dodgers jerry's been out of camp the last few days handling one-on-one interviews with the players so we'll get his thoughts on some of the players that he has spoken to and we want to hear from you tonight at 866-987-2570 i have a copy of joe kelly's new book to give out tonight at some point if you come strong you'll give yourself a chance to win a copy of joe kelly's book at 866-987-2570 so i'm here at camelback ranch i am in booth one inside the stadium here at camelback ranch the lights are on for another hour out here but i just came over from a wild wing restaurant and the reason why I was at a Wild Wing restaurant, no, no, I was not doing the eating, but the Dodgers organized their annual Buffalo Wing Eating Contest for staff members, and that was tonight. And the Dodgers have a trainer affectionately known as Possum, and he organizes this and has for the last 10 years since I've been around And it's basically different members of the Dodgers training staff, IT staff, any staff member that feels that they can take down an enormous amount of buffalo wings within 45 minutes. The record was from two years ago, 69 wings in 45 minutes. It was a tie from between the Dodgers minor league pitching coordinator, Rob Hill, and another staff member that I'm not familiar with. Um, So that was the number a couple of years ago. I don't know what the final tally was tonight. I'll try to find out between now and 8 o'clock, but I had to leave to get to Camelback Ranch. But the reason why I'm bringing this up is there's been a spattering of players that have shown up to this some years more than others, but there were more players at tonight's wing-eating contest than I have ever seen at this thing which is super encouraging. I mean, this is a team-building type of thing, right? It's a baseball player type of fun-loving thing to see who can eat the most buffalo wings. But to get the turnout they got tonight, I am strongly encouraged. And not only did the Dodger trainer, affectionately known as Possum, organize this again, 
But I was pleasantly surprised when I walked up to this wing-eating restaurant that Mookie Betts was front and center. I had my kids and my wife with me. I was invited to go and watch the spectacle. I was not expecting to see as many players as I saw out there because, like I said, the turnout has never been like that. And then to see Mookie Betts holding court and being the guy that sponsored the winning prize and sponsored all the wings that were being served, that was awesome. And that was super encouraging as far as Mookie taking more of an alpha leadership role with this team because he was the guy that was there. He got mic'd up by Backstage Dodgers. I'm sure you'll see that episode in a couple of weeks or so. But to see him front and center being the ringleader of getting, I'm sure, all these players to come out, if Mookie is sponsoring the event and providing the prize money, I'm sure he he rallied the troops to show up. And the troops did show up. Evan Phillips was there. Shelby Miller was there. Tony Gonsolin was there. Gavin Lux was there. Jason Hayward was there. Freddie Freeman and Charlie Freeman showed up. Andrew Friedman and his front office staff was there. A bunch of minor league stars were there. Michael Bush was there, among others. I counted at least 25 players that were there. And there were other minor league players there, like there usually is. But to have as many big leaguers and significant players there to support and to be around each other and to have fun with each other, that was really encouraging. And look, without Justin Turner with the Dodgers and with the faces changing, Corey Seager, Cody Bellinger, among others, uh, over the last few years leaving the Dodgers, Kike Hernandez, Kenley Jansen, who used to be the ringleader of this, uh, to have these group of players, and especially Mookie Betts, be at the center of this, Super encouraging that Mookie is going to lead in his own fun way. And I got to be honest with you. I'm not going to say I feel like a proud father, but I am super proud of Mookie Betts for doing this. And it is really encouraging uh, in a lot of different ways. Now, is it going to translate to 100 wins on the field? It may. It may not. But for all those that are concerned about the dynamics of the clubhouse and the chemistry, This was a good start to all of that. 866-987-2570. And speaking of Mookie Betts, I would say there are very few people that know Mookie and what makes him tick better than his former manager and former Dodger, Alex Cora. And at the winter meetings this year, I asked Cora about how he used to get the best out of Mookie Betts. I mean, Mookie did win the MVP for Alex Cora in 2018 and leading them to beat the Dodgers in the World Series. So I wanted to hear from Alex about Mookie because they still keep in close contact. He's preparing himself to have a monster year next year, kind of like get back to the A-team version, you know, uh, hit homers, steal bases, be a game changer, you know, and uh, carry a team to the World Series and win it. Uh, Hopefully that doesn't happen, but uh, always pulling for him, always pulling for him. Did you have to challenge him because he's such a gifted and things come seemingly easy to him? Did you have to challenge him in different ways? We push him. We push him hard. Uh, one of the things that I recognize uh, playing against them in, um, in 17 in the playoffs and going to Boston to that situation, kind of like try to do damage early in the count. Uh, that's yeah. something that he there's a lot of predetermined takes, you know, and he's 0-1 a lot in, in, in counts because he just takes pitches and. We push him to swing. Uh, it was uncomfortable in the beginning. He didn't do it at a high rate, but he did it enough that, you know, a lot of times he was down, he was up in the count 1-0 because they thought he was going to swing. And that's something that I always encourage him. Like, let's do this. You know, you can do it. And uh, he did an amazing job with it. That is wild that you said that because Freddie Freeman told me all year long he tried to encourage Mookie swing at the first pitch. Yeah, but not – too many guys are Alex Cora. So, no, no, I'm just joking, just joking. But uh, that's something that we, we, we do with Alexander, too. I think Xander is a guy that, uh, for some reason, working the count for them, it means take one pitch. And uh, in an era that 97, 98 is the norm with, uh, with ride and cut and, and nasty pitches, being a one, it doesn't work. It works for them because they're so gifted, but I do believe – 
guys like that, they can take advantage of the first pitch. I think the league knows uh, how they operate the at-bats, how they handle the at-bats, and uh, there's a few times that you gotta you got to let it eat, you got to let it swing, and then it's going to change the complexion of the game. All right, that was Alex Cora in December at the winter meetings, and I am going to save that and use it all season long because that is true. Freddie Freeman told me last year, and Mookie even told me last year, that Freddie was encouraging him to be aggressive on the first pitch. Don't just let the pitcher know he could throw a strike and get you down early in the count. So we'll see whether or not that mentality, that mindset starts the season for Mookie Betts. And you heard Alex Cora say that Mookie, he already knew Mookie in December was preparing himself for a monster season. And little did we know, Mookie Betts went up to driveline, this uh, think tank facility known for helping pitchers and data analyze pitchers. Now they're starting to dip their toe into analyzing hitters. And Mookie, Chris Taylor, Max Muncy were among the hitters from the Dodgers that went up there. And uh, Mookie looks good. He looks good in camp, and he is uh, practicing with a purpose back here at uh, Camelback Ranch in Glendale, Arizona. So very encouraging signs from Mookie Betts on and off the field so far in my short time here in Glendale, Arizona. We're going to take a time out here on Dodger Talk. When we come back, we will hear from Gavin Lux. We'll take your phone calls at 866-987-2570. We'll hear from Dave Roberts on Clayton Kershaw and how he's getting ready for the season without the World Baseball Classic. And also Dave's thoughts on the young pitchers, Pepio, Grove, Miller, Stone. We will hear from the Dodger manager, plus Jerry Harrison Jr. will join us at the bottom of the hour. We got a full show tonight, and you're part of it at 866-987-2570. Don't forget, we have that Joe Kelly book to give out tonight as well. Dodger Talk, live from Camelback Ranch on AM570 LA Sports. When it's game on, it's time for Shakey's Pizza, Chicken, and Mojo's. The triple play of flavor. With meal deal packages to feed any size group, everyone loves Shakey's classic thin crust pizza, golden fried chicken, and crispy Mojo potatoes. Get it to go at Shakey's.com or watch the game at your local Shakey's with an ice cold pitcher of beer, piping hot pizza, and a mountain of Mojo's. Share the good times at Shakey's today. Medi-Cal renewals are happening now. All members' eligibility is reviewed once annually, and everyone's renewal date is different. You can check your renewal month in your online BenefitsCal.com account. If your current address, email, or phone number have changed, please update your information with your local county office. If you get a renewal form in the mail in a yellow envelope, you must complete it to keep your Medi-Cal. If you don't, you will lose your coverage. Visit LACare.org for more information. That's LACare.org. When it's game on, it's time for Shakey's Pizza, Chicken, and Mojo's. The triple play of flavor. With meal deal packages to feed any size group, everyone loves Shakey's classic thin crust pizza, golden fried chicken, and crispy Mojo potatoes. Get it to go at Shakey's.com or watch the game at your local Shakey's with an ice cold pitcher of beer, piping hot pizza, and a mountain of Mojo's. Share the good times at Shakey's today. Medi-Cal renewals are happening now. All members' eligibility is reviewed once annually, and everyone's renewal date is different. You can check your renewal month in your online BenefitsCal.com account. If your current address, email, or phone number have changed, please update your information with your local county office. If you get a renewal form in the mail in a yellow envelope, you must complete it to keep your Medi-Cal. If you don't, you will lose your coverage. Visit LACare.org for more information. That's LACare.org. Dodgers getting ready for their first Cactus League game of this spring coming up Saturday. That's right. This Saturday, we will have Brewers Dodgers from Maryvale to kick off the Cactus League schedule. It will be Gavin Stone making the start for the Dodgers on Saturday. Our pregame coverage begins at 1130 with first pitch from Maryvale at 1210 with Rick Monday and Tim Neverett. We are carrying quite a few Dodgers spring games this season. So not only will you hear 
Dodgers Brewers on Saturday right here on Dodgers Radio and 570 LA Sports. But also on Sunday, you'll hear the Dodgers host the Chicago Cubs right here from Camelback Ranch. First pitch is at uh, 12.05, and our pregame coverage on Sunday begins at 11.30. And then it's not done there. We will have Dodgers Padres on Monday. And uh, first pitch, 12.10 on Monday right here on AM570 LA Sports. Rick Monday and Tim Neverett will be on the call for every single one of the Dodgers Cactus League games this season. Rick and Tim will be handling the simulcast this spring. You'll be on they'll be on Sportsnet LA and heard right here on AM570 LA Sports. Coming up in about 10 minutes, you'll hear from Jerry Harrison Jr. And in five minutes, Gavin Lux. But before we hear from Gavin Lux, let's go out to the phones. Let's start in Whittier. Lauren, you're on Dodger Talk. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Dave. How are you? I'm doing well. Hope you're staying warm out there. We are. We are. Um, I'm glad you're taking my call. I'm very excited you're talking to Lux. I am on the Lux train. I am excited for this year. He is going to be an all-star. I'm calling it now. Wow, that's a bold prediction right there, Lauren. Yep, I think that he's he's got the mindset. I think him and Mookie are, are zoned in. I'm just feeling very confident in our in our team. I was a little hurt, not going to lie. Um, seeing uh, Justin Turner go was heartbreaking, and I cried real tears. But we got to move on and trust our. We got to trust the process, and so go big or go home. I love it, and I loved what I saw tonight. I really did. The scene at the uh, Wild Wing place tonight with Mookie Betts uh, being the ringleader, Freddie Freeman showing up, your guy Gavin Lux being there, and so many others. That really was a great uh, scene to have so many players show up and just have fun with each other. That's awesome. You know who else I'm really excited for? Cindergard. I love the Dodger energy he's bringing um, reading up on his interviews, he's just excited to be a Dodger. And I really hope that this season is hot for him, too. All right, Lauren, are you a, still a Joe Kelly fan? Do you want a copy of his new book? Yes, I would love that. And funny enough, we're going to be there on March 3rd to see the Dodgers versus Angels. Hopefully I get to see Kelly then, too. Yeah, bring that book and he'll sign it for you. Perfect. Thank you, Dave. All right, hold on, Ronnie. We'll get all the information. Thanks for calling, Lauren. Appreciate it. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. She mentioned Gavin Lux. Well, I had a chance to catch up with him earlier today and just get his temperature on how he's feeling about being the man at shortstop this year. Gavin, thanks a lot for the time. Always, Dave. Anything for you. Always. <laughs> you still got the same locker. It feels like you're one of the few guys that still has the same locker this spring. Yeah, uh, we got a bunch of new guys. Um, lost some, some good soldiers, but uh, we uh, got a lot of good new players, a lot of really good dudes. So um, just the last, last few days getting to know some of the guys. It's been a lot of fun, and, and um, I'm looking forward to it. You've had the benefit of being around some pretty good veterans over your time with the Dodgers. Do you feel like you can apply and take what you learned from them into this season yeah i mean uh coming up and and being able to be around guys like jt and david freeze my first few years and then obviously kirsch and um i mean god they're kenley that i can go on and on and on and on um yeah i think you know you get to learn a lot and and uh, pick their brains as much as you can and take it and apply it and um it's important and and we got that again here we uh, we signed miggy uh david peralta and jd and uh, a lot of other veterans that you know you can still learn from you're you're always learning you're never not learning in this game so i love hearing freddie freeman mention you when they talk about the players on this team freddie seems to really want to embrace you and take you under his wing and support you as the shortstop yeah and and he definitely did last year um i probably picked his brain and bugged him and, and tried to to be around him more than than he probably would have liked but um yeah freddie's another guy too that you know he's uh one of the best players in baseball and he's been around he's done it um mvps world series and he's a great leader leads by example um you know he's going to push the guys the right way and freddie talks you're probably going to listen so uh he has that kind of respect and it's it's deserved you came in every spring ready to play but it feels like there's a different mindset and kind of chip on your shoulder coming into this season 
to be the guy at shortstop now. How much work did you put in during the offseason? Yeah, I think, um, you know, every offseason is the same. You know, you always try to get stronger, try to get faster, try to work on your swing. So in that sense, it didn't really change. But I think just coming in and, and knowing that, you know, you're going to have to step up into a bigger role this year, I think it's cool. And I like having that little chip on your shoulder where, uh, you know, there's a little more responsibility, which, um, you know, you take it and run with it. And um, I'm excited to have that. Gavin, what is it about shortstops and center fielders where they take so much pride in those positions and playing those positions that they're different guys when they're not in those spots yeah I think um you know when you're center field shortstop catcher starting pitcher you feel like you're one of the like you're a guy you know you're in the center of the field you kind of got to take command a little bit and and I think having that extra responsibility uh kind of laser focuses you a little bit at least for me and um I enjoy that I like having that how good was it to be at Dodger Stadium with Dino and and being able to take ground balls there to get ready for the season at Dodger Stadium and to be there with Miggy Vargas who's going to be your up the middle mate at second base yeah I think it's super valuable right I mean Dino would do anything for anybody give you a shirt off his back and uh, working with Woody also and which is great to have him back and then yeah. turning double plays all all winter with Vargas and, and um, that's stuff like that's invaluable and kind of you know we get to talk we get to bullshit and pick each other's brains and oh where do you like the double play feed where do you want it just stuff like that where uh, it's the little things but you know when you're playing short and second uh, you kind of have to figure those things out sooner than later before I let you go the new rules the bigger bases how much of an advantage do you think you can have this year no shift bigger bases and maybe steal some more bags yeah, like you said, I think there's going to be more hits everywhere. There's no shift. Uh, you hit a line drive up the middle, now it's going to be a hit. You know, you hit a ball hard on the ground through the four-hole, it's a hit. And then obviously, yeah, the bases are three inches closer, so maybe using that as your advantage to try to swipe some bases. I know Dave has kind of already started to talk to me about trying to be a little more aggressive on the bases and take advantage of that. So uh, I think that's something to maybe try to do this year. All right, we'll see whether or not the helmet flies off this year, Gavin, when you're running the bases. It probably will. It will. It will. No doubt. Thanks a lot for the time. Kenosha's finest, Gavin Lux. Always. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> there he is, Gavin Lux. And uh, you could hear the confidence in his voice. And he's going to be need to be confident. And the time is now for Gavin Lux. I have said this a couple of times over the course of the last week. The time is now. This guy's been in the big leagues playing for the Dodgers since 2019. He's been in the postseason every single year that he has been with the Dodgers, and this year, shortstop is his. He wanted it, now he's got it, and now he has to deliver. I really believe it's important for him to get off to a good start for a couple of different reasons. Number one, for his own psyche. Number two, if he doesn't, Miguel Rojas is ready to take over at shortstop, and he might find himself in a platoon at second base. So for me, the time is now, and for the Dodgers, I believe, the time is now for Gavin Lux. Uh, this is no more of uh, he's a prospect and he's getting his feet wet in the major leagues. Uh-uh. They need him to post quite often this year. Now, do I believe the Dodgers want him to play 162 games? No, no. That's why they have Miguel Rojas, to take some of that burden off of him of feeling the pressure where he needs to play every day because – before they signed or traded for Rojas, they did not have an insurance policy for Gavin Lux. If Lux, for some reason, got hurt, I mean, he had a neck injury that kept him out of three weeks in September. Uh, they did not have an insurance policy like Miguel Rojas, like they have now with him. So for me, Miguel Rojas is a very important part of this Dodger team uh, for a number of different reasons. If either one of those guys... Lux or Vargas falters. Rojas will be there to pick up the pieces. And like I said, he'll be getting his share of starts at shortstop, even if Lux performs the way the Dodgers envision he will. So no more excuses for Gavin Lux. This is his time. And if he can't do it, they have Miguel Rojas to step in. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. We're going to take a timeout when we come back. We'll check in with our guy, Jerry Harrison Jr. from Sportsnet LA. 
He's very bullish on Gavin Lux as well. So we'll hear from Jay Hare next, live from Camelback Ranch in Glendale, Arizona. When it's game on, it's time for Shakey's Pizza, Chicken, and Mojo's. The triple play of flavor. With meal deal packages to feed any size group, everyone loves Shakey's classic thin crust pizza, golden fried chicken, and crispy mojo potatoes. Get it to go at Shakey's.com or watch the game at your local Shakey's with an ice cold pitcher of beer, piping hot pizza, and a mountain of mojos. Share the good times at Shakey's today. Medi-Cal renewals are happening now. All members' eligibility is reviewed once annually and everyone's renewal date is different. You can check your renewal month in your online benefitscal.com account. If your current address, email, or phone number have changed, please update your information with your local county office. If you get a renewal form in the mail in a yellow envelope, you must complete it to keep your Medi-Cal. If you don't, you will lose your coverage. Visit lacare.org for more information. That's lacare.org reporters doing their newscast from Camelback Ranch. There was a commercial being shot tonight on the field at Camelback Ranch, so a lot of activity in anticipation of the Cactus League opener this weekend. The Dodgers will be in Maryvale on Saturday against the Brewers. We will have that for you at 12:10, and also we'll have the home opener of the Cactus League for the Dodgers on Sunday afternoon when they host the Chicago Cubs. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Dodger talk until 8 o'clock tonight right here on AM570 LA Sports. And over the course of the last few months, I've spent a lot of time with this guy. I'm sure he has uh, been able to shake it off, but uh, I always enjoy it. And that's the 16-year veteran, World Series champion, former Dodger, and now 10-year analyst with Sportsnet LA, the one and only Jerry Harrison Jr. Jay Hare, great to have you on the radio. David, what's going on, brother? How you doing? Everything's good. It was a, a little chilly for the Dodgers today, but they got their work in. It was. I mean, usually it's not this windy here in Arizona, but it was today. And it was supposed to rain uh, this morning. Thankfully, it didn't, and the Dodgers were able to get their work in. Jerry, doing the work with you on Sportsnet LA, all offseason, you've been very bullish on Gavin Lux. So we just heard from him. He sounds like he has that inner confidence. Why are you such a big believer that Lux will embrace and take this opportunity to be the guy at shortstop? Uh, because he's got the talent. You know, he's got the makeup. You know, you got to remember, he was the number one prospect in all of baseball a few years ago as a shortstop. Uh, the reason why he moved over to second base is because he has Corey Seager in front of him and then obviously Trey Turner. So uh, he's going back to his natural position, his natural throwing motion, uh, back to shortstop. And I really believe him being just 24 years of age, this will uh, really kind of propel him uh, into that leadership role. As a shortstop, you have to be that captain of the infield. And now that he understands, listen, Corey Seager's gone, Trey Turner's gone, this is his job. And I really believe he's going to run, run with it. I know a, a, a couple times I've mentioned him with the likes of Michael Young, and then I've gotten some pushback. You know, well, he's not Michael Young. Well, Michael Young wasn't Michael Young until he moved over from second base to shortstop around 25, 26 years of age. And then he really came into his own as the big leaguer, became a, a multi-time all-star. So I, I expect Gavin Lux to be on that same trajectory. Jerry, what is it about shortstops and center fielders? At any hint of moving off those positions, it seems like it takes away something from those players that play that position. Do you believe him going back to shortstop is going to give him something that he was missing at second base? I think when you're a shortstop or center field, you're, you're allowed to use your athleticism a, a little more. You know that as a, as a shortstop, you're the captain of that infield. As a center field, you're the captain of the outfield. And I kind of like it being a wide receiver. You're running those post routes, and then they move you to tight end. You're no longer running those post routes anymore. You got to stay in and block. Uh, you got to you got to run those quick six yard outs. Uh, but now, you know him being back to that wide receiver or shortstop, as you will. That's his natural position. He's known that position his whole life, so I expect big things out of Gavin Lux. 
Jerry Harrison Jr. is our guest as we take you to 8 o'clock right here on AM570 LA Sports. And Jerry, I mentioned for Sportsnet LA, you've done uh, quite a few one-on-one interviews the last couple of days. Is there one player that has stuck out to you more than the others as far as uh, your conversations? Uh, You know, Max Muncy. You know, as soon as Max uh, walked into the room, uh, he was fired up. Uh, He understands what's at stake for him uh, and his career. Uh, he, he's, he's heard the noise he's heard and he even admitted, you know, I had not played my best baseball, you know, last year I was injured. I, I was struggling to find my rhythm uh, with, with the bat, but he understands now that he is completely healthy. Uh, he had a complete off season to work on a spring work on his craft. He is excited to get the season started, not just for himself, but for him and, and CT three to have bounced back years in a, he understands what went down uh, with the San Diego Padres last year as well. Uh, so he really stood out to me. I got a chance to interview Clayton Kershaw, Miguel Rojas, uh, Julio Rios. All of them, those guys are confident that Max Muncy is, I mean, chomping at the bit uh, to go out there and perform uh, for the Dodgers. You mentioned Kershaw. He's not pitching in the World Baseball Classic. Uh, he seems to be at a better point in time this spring than he was obviously a year ago. What was the vibe you got from Kershaw when you talked to him? All smiles. You know, it's amazing. Him being in a 16th season, he's very sure of himself. And anytime, and Dave, you know this, anytime you see Kersh smiling, talking about his family, talking about the upcoming season or what's in store for this season, you know, he's healthy. You know, he's a guy that just can't hide his emotions. You know, he wears his emotions on his sleeve. So when he's banged up a little bit, he's a little bit more quiet. You can tell he is completely healthy. Uh, He expects a big year out of himself. And he's excited about the young guys. You know, from the offensive side, uh, Miguel Vargas, you know, he's excited to watch him play. He's excited seeing Gavin Lux be that everyday shortstop. And for the young guys to have a chance to, to come either out of the bullpen or make some spot starts. So uh, he's optimistic uh, about this season and where the Dodgers are headed. He's about 185, 190 strikeouts away from 3,000. How much do you think that milestone motivates him to not only pitch this year, but maybe even come back next year to get it? Because you know he, only, he Dave, had like 130 strikeouts last year. You know, David, listen, you know this too. That doesn't motivate him. It, it really doesn't. You know, I followed Michael Jordan's career as a kid. You know, those individual accolades, that, that doesn't motivate Clayton Kershaw. It didn't motivate Michael Jordan. All he cares about is winning. You know, Clayton Kershaw, whether you're playing ping pong, all he cares about is winning. That's his main objective. He beats you on the ping pong table, on the golf course, in cards, or on that baseball field. He can care less about individual accolades. All he cares about is the Dodgers being World Series champions in 2023. Jerry, you were teammates with uh, Derek Jeter with the Yankees when you won the World Series in 09. I don't believe anybody's asked you this, but are you surprised that Jeter has decided to become uh, an analyst and join you as a broadcaster for Fox Sports? I like that you said he's joining me as a broadcaster. Because, yeah, I did <laughs> you were there first. first. I did it first. Uh, it's not surprising that he's following in my direction. But I am a little surprised that he has chosen this route because, as you know, David, he was always guarded. I think, you know, kind of like Jordan, uh, he was very guarded as far as his personal life. He knew that in that New York media, if he said one thing, it could be used against him. Uh, so he was always guarded. But now, you know, since he's become a father, uh, he's got nothing but girls. He has softened uh, quite a bit. So because he's got those girls at home with his lovely wife, he has definitely softened a bit. And now that he's got a chance to, to take, a, take a, a step back, uh, you know, kind of look at his career for what it is. He was a multi-time champion, incredible player. And now he's given a chance to put his pretty face uh, uh, for the world to see uh, just about every night on Fox. So, you know, okay. I'm happy for him. He's happy. So uh, I, at first I was surprised, but now that he's taking a step back, uh, enjoying his life, I'm not surprised. All right, Jerry. Now the most famous sports show on TV is Inside the NBA with Barkley, Kenny, Shaq, and Ernie. Where would you put Jeter? How do you think he'll perform and be how his opinion, how opinionated will he be 
on the spectrum of Barkley, Kenny, and Shaq? Where do you think he'll fall? Well, he'll definitely not be near Charles Barkley. I think <laughs> at the start, um, nobody's Charles Barkley. I think at the start, he's going to be more Kenny Smith. Uh, very guarded uh, w- with his uh, opinions. Uh, but as, you know, the years go by, you know, he'll definitely tell the truth. That's the one thing about Jeep. He always speaks his mind. He always tells the truth. Now, him being on camera, you know, I want to see that on camera, him being very honest. Uh, but I think right now he's going to be more Kenny Smith as opposed to Charles Barkley. I think David Ortiz and Pedro Martinez, when he's on air, they're more kind of like Charles Barkley. Before I let you go, a lot of buzz about the Padres. Do you feel like there's a lot more pressure on the Padres starting this season? Because it feels like that pressure point has been alleviated from the Dodgers. I think it is because they're, they are picked by a lot of guys, a lot of writers out there that they feel they're going to win the NL West. And they're doing a lot of talking down there in San Diego. Hey, they have a great team. You know, they really do really good starting rotation. They've done a great job of, of bolstering their lineup. Uh, I've always been a fan of Xander Bogarts. He is an absolute stud. They get Fernando Tatis Jr. back to go along with Soto, and we know what Manny Machado could do. So they're a team that is confident. Uh, they beat the Dodgers last year in the postseason, so if they want to talk to talk, that's fine. But I know it's a new year, and we have a lot of young guys uh, that have heard this talk, guys like Miguel Vargas uh, and other young guys. Gavin Lux is still young. They have a chance to make their mark in this organization. So uh, I'm very confident in this Dodger team. they got a great mix of young guys to go along with the veterans. And I'm excited for the season. Padres are great, and so are the Dodgers. Should be fun, Jerry. And you'll be able to see Jerry after many Dodger games on Sportsnet LA. Thanks a lot for the time, Jay Hare, and thanks a lot for putting up with me this offseason. Anytime, David. Hey, I enjoy. I can't believe I'm saying this. I enjoy working with you. Oh, my God, I said it. <laughs> um, I enjoy working with you, and I always enjoyed you as a player. So thank you, Jay Hare. Anytime. All right, there he goes. Jerry Harrison Jr. in his 10th season, if you can believe it, on Sportsnet LA. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Yeah, he was teammates with Jeter and A-Rod in 2009. And to be honest with you, Being a broadcaster would be the last thing I would think Derek Jeter would want to do considering how uh, vanilla he was with his answers. He would always give you time in front of his locker after games, but he would be very guarded with his answers and very politically correct and a lot of cliches. If he tries that on Fox Sports, it's not going to go over well. Say what you will about Alex Rodriguez, but at least he has opinions And he voices them. And he's a polarizing guy to begin with. But Jeter is well-liked. He is on the level of Michael Jordan in baseball circles. So hopefully he's able to let loose a little more than uh, what we have seen from him as a player. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. David Vasse, live at Camelback Ranch in Glendale, Arizona. We're taking you to the top of the hour. And on Saturday afternoon, the Dodgers will be finally playing some baseball in spring training games. It will be the Dodgers in Maryvale to take on the Brewers. First pitch at 12:10, and Michael Grove will be on the mound for the Dodgers. And there's a lot of buzz. It feels like... Outside of watching what Lux and Vargas do up the middle, everybody is watching these young pitchers to see whether or not they are ready to take the next step and which ones are more ready than the others to take the next step. Michael Grove, Dustin May is part of that. Uh, Bobby Miller, Gavin Stone, Ryan Pepio, all part of that group that the Dodgers are going to tap into at different points in time this season. And Dave Roberts was asked about those guys earlier today. You know, the unknown, I I think that commanding the baseball, I think that they're all in a good spot. But yeah, they got to take the next step um, because we expect more of them this year than we did last year. Um, so as far as Dustin, I, I think that obviously last year was abbreviated, but he's pitched in the postseason. 
coming back. I think that the body, the maturity has, has gotten much better. Um, but yeah, he needs to take the next step. And what that is, I think, is a bigger discussion. But uh, he's off to a good start. And that was manager Dave Roberts. And uh, Dustin May seems to be the forgotten guy, um, considering that he was coming back from Tommy John surgery last year. Not a lot of expectations. Um, I feel like he was still maybe, I don't want to say he rushed himself, but I go back to what I warned about Dustin May or any other pitcher that comes back from Tommy John surgery. There have been numerous pitchers that have done that, and they have all said, yes, I'm not hurt anymore. I'm not injured anymore. I'm able to go out there and pitch, but I'm not myself. And I'm not, and they always say, I'm not myself until probably the following year. Well, this is the following year for Dustin May, and hopefully he can get back to where he was and where he was going before he blew out his right elbow in Milwaukee a couple of years ago. And he's a great kid and really demands a lot out of himself. And uh, this is uh, going to be a very interesting year for him to come back from Tommy John surgery and be and see what he has. I mean, there was a lot of hype surrounding Dustin May, like there is right now for Bobby Miller. Let's see what Dustin May can do. I'm not going to go as extreme as I did with Gavin Lux as far as saying the time is now for May, but certainly uh, this is a very important season for Dustin May to show that he can come close to what the Dodgers and he expects out of himself. And Ryan Pepio earlier today was throwing live BP, and he faced some of the big boys in Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Jason Hayward, David Peralta, and fared pretty well by all accounts. I know uh, Juan Toribio spoke to Mookie after that and said he believed Pepio commanded his fastball really well, and if you watched any of Pepio's starts last year, that was the problem. He, he was all over the place. He was spraying his fastball all over the place, and that flies in AAA because they swing at anything, but not in the major leagues. That's not going to fly. And he was done, I think, out of all his starts, he only was able to go five innings once. And the reason being is his pitch count was really high after just two or three innings. Now, on the flip side, Michael Grove isn't as hyped as Ryan Pepio, but in his three starts, he was able to give five innings each one of those three starts. So uh, Pepio, for him, uh, he's a college pitcher. And I know Charlie Huff. Uh, the former Major League knuckleballer and now a really good pitching coach believes in Pepio, and he just stresses to be patient. Some guys figure it out sooner than others, and uh, he sees a lot of similarities between Pepio and Jake Arietta. how Arietta was all over the place in Baltimore, and he got it together with the Cubs. And maybe this is the time for Ryan Pepio after getting the experience in the major leagues last year to be able to come back this year and be more effective, more under control, and command his fastball. So he's a great kid, uh, rooting for him, rooting for all these young Dodger pitchers. They're all really great people. Gavin Stone, I got to meet him yesterday, just a very confident, humble young man. Bobby Miller, same thing, confident, humble young man. So I'm rooting for all these guys. Landon Knack, saw him today, uh, just, just great people. So rooting for all those guys to figure it out and contribute in some form or fashion. I did ask Dave Roberts whether or not there's a chance that the Dodgers stretch Michael Grove out, and if necessary, depending on their bullpen dynamics, if he could possibly fit into that swingman, longman, Ross Stripling role. Uh, he said it's a possibility, but right now they're focused on having Michael Grove stretched out as a starting pitcher. Uh, no new news on Miguel Vargas, still not swinging a bat. The Dodgers are still not that concerned about it. Daniel Hudson was uh, walking around with less of a limp than he was at the beginning of camp. He threw a bullpen session a couple of days ago, so we'll see whether or not he does another one in the next couple of days because that'll be an indication on whether or not his ankle is responding, and he's an important part of the Dodgers' bullpen plans at the back end. They're looking at Hudson and Phillips to be able to 
uh, fill in and get the final three outs. And especially Daniel Hudson, if he's healthy, I feel like the Dodgers would prefer to use Hudson in that role more nights than using Evan Phillips, who was so valuable coming in in so many different situations last year to put out fires. And I know in this day and age, we start to recognize relievers that are not closers, um, but I feel like Evan Phillips uh, needs to get more attention. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Speaking of some forgotten guys, how about three-time Cy Young Award winner and MVP Clayton Kershaw? Feels like he's being ignored after everybody uh, you know, flocked to him the first day of camp and found out that he's not going to pitch in the World Baseball Classic. Uh, I have not seen him throw this week. Um, so I asked Dave Roberts about that. How is Kershaw feeling physically? With the uh, initial expectation uh, to pitch for Team USA, uh, there was an earlier ramp up, and uh, he came into camp feeling good. Um, so I think that having a healthy offseason and uh, where he was at, um, he's, in a, he's in a really good spot. Looks great physically, mentally, and uh Definitely different from last year. Um, I, I think that, you know, the thought was um, we were ramping him up because it was going to be the WBC. Uh, that's taken off the table now. So to not kind of to take a little step back, I think that's sort of the, the thought we're at right now. So, uh, yeah, he's going to throw hitters, but I just don't know when that's going to be. And it won't be tomorrow because Kershaw let me know he's flying back to Texas to be with his daughter Callie on Daddy Daughter Dance Night at her school, so we can all all parents out there, especially uh, girl dads, uh, can appreciate that. And uh, he's a he's very devoted to his family and his kids, and he loves being a dad. And look, it's spring training. I think we can all uh, allow him to be with his daughter on her dance night. So uh, congratulations to Clayton to be able to do that. And he'll be back at camp uh, on Friday. So um, have a great time dancing with your daughter tomorrow night, Clayton Kershaw. 866-987-2570. Now tonight, I was going to bring you my conversation with J.D. Martinez. And J.D. did give me some time today. um, But my recorder completely malfunctioned. And the audio quality was awful. Ronnie Fascio would never allow me to share that interview with the audio quality being as poor as it was. So I just, I can relay to you that he's uh, very comfortable being with the Dodgers. His locker is situated uh, in between Trace Thompson and Max Muncy's. Miguel Rojas's locker is a couple of uh, lockers down and David Peralta's is one more down. So, Uh, Left to right on the far wall of the Dodger clubhouse, you have Freddie Freeman, who has the corner locker. That goes to the big dog. Matt Kemp had it my first year in 2012. Justin Turner had it. Adrian Gonzalez had it. Uh, So uh, Freddie Freeman's got the big dog locker. Next to him, where Trey Turner used to be, uh, is Max Muncy. And then, like I said, it's... uh, J.D. Martinez, and then Trace Thompson, and then Miguel Vargas, and David Peralta. And then uh, the catchers are in the corner part, Austin Barnes and Will Smith. And then uh, a caddy corner to those names that I just mentioned is the wall of starting pitchers. And on the very far end of the dugout, that's where the relievers are. And also uh, Julio Urias. Ever since he was called up, he preferred being on the far end of the dugout. And I guess... In some ways, a metaphor for just the way he has handled himself his entire career, letting his pitching do the talking. He's not looking for attention. He's not looking to self-promote. And speaking of Julio, by the way, uh, I know Bob Nightingale, and we've had Bob on the show. I respect Bob tremendously. He's been part of the baseball world uh, longer than, uh, well, not longer than I've been alive, but certainly a long time and has a lot of different sources, but One of his notes at the end of one of his spring training columns this week was that he has spoken to uh, close friends of Julio Urias who have told him he is uh, not going to sign back with the Dodgers. Now, come on, Bob, do you really know the close friends of Julio Urias? Uh, I don't know where that information is coming from, 
but it seems a little premature. Maybe there is a peripheral friend. Uh, I'm not saying Bob uh, writes things that are not true. I'm sure somebody told him that. But is it really a close friend or is it a close friend that works for Boris Corp? I'm not sure. Uh, hard to decipher. But Julio is going to pitch for the Dodgers if the Dodgers pay Julio in free agency. That's the bottom line. Uh, there are no feelings involved when it comes to Scott Boris represented players. And in fact, any represented player. It's not about feelings. You have seen a lot of players move and leave teams that you thought they never would leave. And right now, the state of sports, there isn't a lot of loyalty from teams. And the players don't seem to have a lot of loyalty towards the teams uh, to reciprocate. And I would hope that that changes very soon. But look, if the Dodgers pay Julio Urias, that's the only thing that is going to keep him here with the Dodgers. I do believe he wants to pitch in front of you. He loves this fan base. He would prefer to stay here. Uh, but he has a lot of pride. And he wants to be treated as an ace. And he wants to be allowed to uh, control his games. And the way he does that is to pitch the way he has the last couple of years. You can't begrudge the Dodgers for being careful with him after having left pitching shoulder surgery, and they have incrementally increased his innings. Last year, he pitched 170 innings plus the NLDS. He's a big game pitcher. Julio belongs in a Dodger uniform the rest of his career, and I hope it happens because uh, that would be the right way to to have him go into the next part of his career. And he's a very young free agent, 26, 27. He's going to get six to eight years on any contract, probably upwards of $200 million. So just to keep in mind uh, the starting point of what it's going to be to take, what it will take to keep Julio Urias, uh, probably six years and $200 million is a good starting point. That'll do it for us on Dodger Talk tonight. In case you missed any of the show, Gavin Lux, Jerry Harrison Jr., you can find it on the iHeartRadio app. We'll be back with you tomorrow night for a short time before UCLA basketball. And the big day, Sabato Gigante. Dodgers, Brewers kicking off the Cactus League at 12-10. Rick Monday and Tim Neverett will be on the call right here on Dodgers Radio, AM570 LA Sports. Thanks to Ronnie Fascio for his help back in Burbank. Thanks to you for listening. Coming up next, Jason Smith on Fox Sports Radio. We are saying goodnight from Camelback Ranch. See ya. When it's game on, it's time for Shakey's Pizza, Chicken, and Mojo's. The triple play of flavor. With meal deal packages to feed any size group, everyone loves Shakey's classic thin crust pizza, golden fried chicken, and crispy mojo potatoes. Get it to go at Shakey's.com or watch the game at your local Shakey's with an ice cold pitcher of beer, piping hot pizza, and a mountain of mojos. Share the good times at Shakey's today. Medi-Cal renewals are happening now. All members' eligibility is reviewed once annually, and everyone's renewal date is different. You can check your renewal month in your online benefitscal.com account. If your current address, email, or phone number have changed, please update your information with your local county office. If you get a renewal form in the mail in a yellow envelope, you must complete it to keep your Medi-Cal. If you don't, you will lose your coverage. Visit lacare.org for more information. That's lacare.org. 